0: This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise.
1: Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb and Michael Pina. I'm Rich Levine. And guys, today's episode was supposed to be a recap of last night's Celtics-Bucks game. But obviously things have changed. Coronavirus is here. We're in a national emergency. Schools are closing. The NBA season has been suspended for at least 30 days. Uh, Mike and B-Rob, first of all, you guys both uh, have spent spent some time with Utah jazz in the last week or so uh how are you guys how are you feeling are are, are we in, in self quarantine uh I
2: am you are <laughs> uh yeah well i uh I think I texted you guys this before but i I the listeners my, don't know that yeah I know that but <laughs> isn't this a private conversation <laughs> um i I talked to my doctor uh, a couple days ago and she said that I told her that, uh, you know, I was in a locker room with Rudy Gobert, and he's the NBA player who tested positive and Donovan. When was that? When? When? That that was March fourth. March fourth. So I told her the date, and I told her the the basis of the interaction, and basically, I'm in a locker room for about a half hour. Um, I didn't communicate with him. I didn't touch him or Donovan. I did you know, shake hands with some other players and talk to some other players on the team who tested negative, and she was like, without hesitation, do not leave your apartment for 14 days, so uh, wow, uh pretty, I was kind of surprised by that response, but I guess a lot of it is just, we still don't know a lot about this, and so that seems like a smart thing to do. I
1: feel fine, though, so, I mean, yeah, I'm not, like, worried about it, but... And a lot and of is your, and this is my question is, is your wife like out and about or is she quarantining as well um she is is this too personal of a question she, to ask? no
2: no she's like uh she has to go to work um so she's been trying to work as much of her home as possible uh right now she is at work so she is not and i mean this is why like the self-quarantine is like not the most effective it's way so to bizarre right yeah <laughs> Um, but I think that, I mean I am also it's minimizing able, risk. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's not like we we went to a post Malone concert last night. Um, but you would so. have
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had I had tickets. <laughs> and B um, Rob,
1: you were you uh, you're laying low, or?
0: Yeah, no. So I'm a similar. I think my situation is a little different from Mike. You know, the jazz played in Boston on March sixth, um, but I did not on that night, go into the jazz locker room or interact directly with jazz personnel. Um, I was in the Southern locker room. So, and was in the Southern locker room and games after that. So, you know, needless to say, there was some, you know, have been contacting my doctor, but based on what I described to him in terms of the, you know, connections of possible exposure there, he said, I don't meet the criteria to self quarantine right now, but out of abundance caution, I'm kind of just laying low for, uh, at least the few, first few days here in the West and the Celtics are supposed to get testing this weekend as well. So that, I think that will be kind of the, you know, not the clearance for me, obviously, but at least in terms of exposure from that standpoint, uh, we'll feel better about, you know, inter-
1: going out into the world more. So the Celtics have gotten their hands on a few tests. So if you play in the NBA, that, that, that seems to be the secret to getting tested for coronavirus, huh? <laughs> it doesn't
0: hurt. It does not hurt, but I mean, it is, I, I mean, the how quickly i mean where do we want to start with this um in terms of like we obviously there's so much in terms of uh, the national scope but we'll try to keep it to sports i think primarily here in terms of the the impact since obviously there's far bigger things to discuss by f- people that know far more than us as far as the epidemic itself or the pandemic so i should say but i mean
2: i, I have a question we'll start yeah. with this how about this um Were either of you guys surprised that it took the NBA so long to
0: postpone the season? Um, I thought I was surprised it took so long to for fans to I thought empty arenas would happen sooner than it did. Uh, And obviously didn't happen at all. Like I thought that was going to be the next step, obviously. But I was surprised that they were still having full crowds um, as latest Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, I mean that that Celtics game was just strange. Watching it, it was Pacers. I mean, it feels like 15 years ago already. But like that game in Indy, that was a, that, that was a pretty much a sellout crowd, and the fears were already uh, were, were already there. And I guess what it, it takes it, it takes Rudy Gobert, and certainly once Donovan Mitchell got it too. But I don't know. I, I, I we everyone would have been saying they they were overreacting. Certainly, it probably was the right, it would have been the right decision to shut things down earlier. But you know, given like there is no manual, I guess, for dealing with the coronavirus. I don't have too much of a problem with, with what Adam Silver did and his decision. I thought after Rudy tested positive, I thought the the action was pretty swift. Swift enough oh, for me. Yeah, he had no choice. Like, the, it, once
2: one player tests positive, that's it. You have to postpone the season for obvious reasons. But, like, I was kind of flummoxed by, uh, you know, Ted is the owner of the – washington wizards and washington capitals there were health, public health officials in washington mm-hmm. dc who suggested strongly that there should be no public events or public gatherings of over over a thousand people and he puts out they put out a statement saying that the basically we're going <laughs> to ignore that and we're going to still have fans and if you have tickets to the game come on down it's like i so stuff like that when we already knew <laughs> you like look around what's happening in the world what's happened in italy it's obviously this is not a joke so i thought that that was kind of despicable to be
1: honest isn't it amazing I, that the dumbest teams had the dumbest takes on on this? the knicks like teams with like the, the worst
0: teams anyway too in terms of like product but and you know knowing they're going for every last dollar um something tells me owners. that's not a coincidence just yeah. gonna say but it I mean, it didn't get much worse than the Big East tournament yesterday playing a half of basketball and then shutting it down <laughs> for the conference tournament as the, and this is this is you know 12 hours after the go Bear positive test and literally Same. everything else in the world shutting down. but for whatever reason these for of college athletics of all things, you know, okay let's you know maybe we can squeeze in one more day of games here. And them, yeah. What do you like? How I just like it's right like, for a, a quarterfinal Big East uh, conference tournament game? Well,
1: part yeah. of it's generational too. I mean, I feel like oh, saying, I'm seeing. I'm like arguing with my parents to just fucking stay in the house. You know, I feel like because maybe like there've been so many of these things that like they've been unaffected by or have been overblown, and this thing this thing is certainly different. But when you talk about Leonis, you talk about Dolan, you talk about you know a lot of people in our government. Who you know aren't really willing to take it seriously. I think you know. I think everyone's going to learn a lesson one way or the other. But I mean, I think that explains some of the uh the the, the false start or just the slow start in terms of actually dealing with this.
2: Yeah, and
1: Tillman fertita the
2: owner of the Houston Rockets, bitching about the fact that he already took a financial hit because of the China tweet and the whole Hong Kong situation earlier in the season. It's like, dude, it's <laughs> some people, man. It's just. Super frustrating.
1: Super frustrating. Um, but yeah, but, so I don't know. I mean, I think I think that like it was a t- it's a tough. Obviously, it's a tough test for Adam Silver. I mean, I think I think he dealt with it better than most people in positions of power in this country. Um, would it have been better for? I mean, so like, what are the, the the people that are criticizing Silver? They think that they would they should have gone no fans earlier. or They just sort of pulled the plug earlier.
2: Uh, I think that there were strong recommendations from doctors and people who study pandemics and and disease control experts saying that there should not be public gatherings here because this is an incredibly contagious virus and what we've seen and what little we know about it is that um if you just look around different countries iran italy other countries in europe china obviously it's like nothing to be played with so I think we knew the some of the information and we just weren't taking it seriously enough and people were I think fearful of being um, criticized for overreaction Uh, and uh, obviously there's a lot of money that will be lost if you do not have fans in the arena let alone postpone the games altogether I don't really even know what the deal is between uh, you know the television contracts and the local broadcasts and the the national broadcasts and ESPN and Turner and how all that money works because that's like it's just billions of dollars here. It's I mean right. I was actually stunned that March Madness was canceled even though it makes so much sense and absolutely had to happen. I was stunned by that news because the NCAA is probably the greediest organization in this country <laughs> and so nonprofit. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah sure um so that that surprised me and and when stuff like that happens you really should sit up and notice
0: and take notice that this is a very 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 serious thing well it's i mean do you feel like if gobert does not and come up positive that they're still playing in other sports right now yes or do you think it will people would have come like to spend think- empty arenas everywhere
2: First, I mean, it would have taken only a matter of time before a professional athlete in this country tested positive. I mean, there are, I believe, soccer players in Europe who have tested positive already. They've been playing games in some of these leagues without fans in the arenas and in the stadiums. Um, So I think it's just a matter of time. And I also think that there are players who probably have it and don't even know because... We the the testing is just such a clusterfuck part of my language, but there's just no we don't really know how many people have it, and a lot of people who are in tip-top shape are asymptomatic. So it's like a yeah, it's a pretty scary thing, and you don't want to spread it. So don't. I mean, there would be a lot of elderly people who go to these games, and
1: yeah. Right, and that's, the, and that's the thing I was going to say. That's not really about... I mean, it sucks that, that Gobert got it. it. sucks that Donovan Mitchell got it. And I don't want to... I, who, who knows what their medical situation is. But, like, it's not really about the young, super fit guys that are getting it. It's about who they're passing it to. And just the, uh, you know, like I said, the people that are at those games and the people that are working those games and the people uh, on the coaching staffs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and obviously, like, Fred, you know, Fred Hoiberg turned out and tested negative, but, like, that picture of him... You know, sick on the bench with his assistant coach, with his hand on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you know what scary. I mean. Like, if that wasn't just the poster for, for you know how not to deal with with with, the, with corona. I mean, that that was it right there. Um, what do you think? You, you talked about uh, a little about you know being surprised that March Madness is gone because you know all the all the deals, the billions of dollars that are being lost. But when you talk about like what the media, like, do you guys have any idea like what your plan is for the next thirty days? <laughs> it's like a great is question. there a plan? Like, what's 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 ESPN gonna do? What's what's what are any of these like media yeah, conglomerates that's a great, gonna do? I mean, personally, I am trying to send your suggestions. Like, I've like, What are we gonna uh, do,
0: T. Rob? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm already starting to just try to brainstorm stuff into different angles to do it. I feel like part of it could be, you know, there's obviously gonna be different developments on a daily basis in the world or even, you know, with sports related, um, basketball related, as we continue, as things progress, hopefully in a, you know, a positive direction, but the, what it, it's clearly that's not, can't be expected at this point. So I think, you know, you can writing about everything you can and, you know, taking deep dives onto stories and situations that you might not necessarily have the chance to, you know, basketball related wise, um, or just looking at what the season has been so far, I think stuff like that will come up. but then at the same time, like it's like stuff like that, like, is that gonna do people even you want the distraction obviously of from what's happening in the world just to you know, give you a breather from all this bad news, but at the same time, like are people gonna be caring about that anyway? like, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that.
2: Yeah, no, um totally agree. I mean, I think what we do is generally a distraction from everyday life, like regardless of whether or not there's a pandemic going around. Um, So, I mean, for me personally, like, yeah, I've been, I reported like a bunch of these really long features and my plan was to have them publish at the end of the regular season when no one cares about what's going on. And uh, people are just kind of waiting for the playoffs to start. So I'm still, working on those i've done all the reporting for them already so i'm just writing them and that's basically how i've been spending my time um great I, yeah, great great beyond great, that, great foresight yeah, yeah i nailed it mm-hmm. um, i uh but beyond that like i don't i don't know like i don't really have I, this is I, I think this is just uncharted waters for
1: everyone really um did you and, see the suns are, are playing out their season on twitch through uh, nba 2k <laughs>
2: no i did not see that
1: yeah i think starting i think they're supposed to be playing tonight against the mavericks but they're delaying that one till tomorrow but they're going to be broadcasting a uh, simulation of every single one of their games like in this slot that they were supposed to be aired <laughs> um, and i guess i don't know i mean it's something uh, it'd be interesting to see how many people actually watch yeah
2: um but besides that i'm just reading books watching netflix i don't know <laughs> life like, in quarantine yeah it's it's very bizarre um but so do we
1: think so we, what do we think do you, i mean i guess all, all of this depends and uh, who knows how much confidence any of us can have in and how uh our government is going to handle this moving forward but let's say that we are somehow able to to contain this a little bit uh flatten the curve as they say i mean do you, and it seems like the owners are pretty um you know they want they want to they want to finish the season obviously for, for 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 a number of reasons but you think that that, that that's a uh, that's going to happen i mean so much we i mean some we gotta wait and see right but like seems like they're really going to try and finish this season at some point whether it's over the summer or who knows when
0: yeah i mean just based on you know wait, hearing mark cuban talk about it and then adam silver on thursday night like that's that's the goal and they do have the flexibility of the summer um as a as a cushion for it what what's interesting to me assuming that you know obviously this is always talked about things get to a point where they're clear to to play and if it, it's i imagine it's going to be they're saying 30 days minimum i imagine that's not going to happen it's probably going to be closer to best case would probably be like 45 60 days um when everything gets back together but i'm intrigued in terms of how they'll handle like you know playing a full regular season schedule and the playoffs I feel like is probably off the table given that kind of a timeline so whether they would lean towards like shortening the regular season schedule and then bumping into the playoffs or you know jumping right into the playoffs or or even shortening the series like how they kind of plan that out but I feel like given all the money and like you know the factors involved there I think there's so many different ways they could they could take it assuming they get the green light to to resume at some point
2: yeah i'm usually pretty optimistic about kind of this stuff i i don't know because i i don't like i don't know if the season will come back because i have a hard time imagining that this is going to be curtailed in a month or two months uh so if you just look at what has happened in other countries and their response versus our response and It just doesn't seem every doctor you read or hear on TV says that we're at the very beginning of this. So I have a hard time imagining games going on while people are still dying and people are still getting, uh, still contracting it. Um, So if it does come back in, you know, two months, three months, I also wonder how do you jump back into competitive basketball at a really high level let's say they they just say okay all the top the top 8 teams we're just going to start the playoffs now and it's like okay well how are these players in shape like how sure. are how are you expecting them to play 40 minutes how are you expecting a star to jump on the court play 40 minutes when we know it takes a lot of time to get into game shape there's nothing like playing five on five basketball at an NBA level let alone a playoff with playoff intensity so you risk I mean these players are probably thinking about like and the teams okay we're putting our players at risk here physically like they could hurt themselves doing it that's not an outlandish thing to say you don't go from uh you know the off season to the playoffs you have like preseason. you have all these different types of you know training camp so i wonder if there's going to be something like that in place before games are actually played for real if there's going to be exhibitions like i don't know i think there's there's just a lot of really like troubling factors here
1: yeah and you talk about the science behind load management i mean that's all designed around the 82 game season and like the you know, whatever six month window that, that you're playing uh, NBA basketball. And this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little scary. This is crazy that, that we actually have an ad read, guys. But uh, with currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you <laughs> might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Uh, bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager from their online casino to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online. Sports aren't totally done. There's still mixed martial arts, golf, esports. Uh, XFL, I think they did call their season, didn't they? Well, we can... We can uh, yeah, that. I think they suspended, yeah. All right. Uh, well, if you're into entertainment, you can still bet on the American Idol, the elections, assuming that's still going to happen, uh, the Spelling Bee, <laughs> and even Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Be sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, bet online is your full access wagering solution. Uh, that's our end of our pandemic uh, ad read. Um,
2: <laughs> that was bleak.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. That was out of some like uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. This, this is, these are sad times. Uh, we all. I mean, we, we can. La- I I'm laughing about it, but let's just let's not laugh anymore. Let's, let's get back to talking about basketball. Um, what I don't do you know. guys? What do you guys think? I mean, f- say we come back
0: in like late May, mid May, late May. What's the ideal schedule from your standpoint? Again, assuming that everyone's, you know, things are looking better health-wise. Would you rather see them jump into the playoffs and have like a full playoff schedule with 7 game series and stuff or would you would it make more sense to have a few regular season games and then perhaps shorten like rounds like the first round of 5 games in the playoffs things like that uh, so you're not jumping headfirst into from like no action for 2 months into you know the competitiveness that is the playoffs like what's what do you think from a logistic and from a just a quality of play standpoint would make the most sense for the league
2: um i think you want to have as many games as possible right so to make up at least some of the lost revenue and there are teams that will you know there's a lot of teams that you know, probably were thinking that they could have made the playoffs. They could have made a run. You have the Portland Trail Blazers, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Sacramento Kings. These teams are only what, like, three games back of the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies had some serious injuries. And so, if you just were going to say here's the top eight on each side, I think there would be a lot of griping and teams that are losing opportunities to make up some of the lost revenue with some home games there you know there aren't a ton of home games left for these teams but you know the golden state warriors who weren't exactly having like a a barn burner of a season in terms of home uh attendance claimed that they were losing between 3.5 and 3.9 million dollars i believe per home game so not nothing um i so I, i long story short i think that you would have to have some regular season games before you just you can't just go right into the playoffs and i think that mark cuban did drop the word august in a television (laughs) interview if i'm not mistaken so um i think that you could we could see the season going beyond july to be honest
1: yeah, and and it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I mean, people are gonna be upset, but it's like if if it gets to a point when we don't, we don't know how hard this is gonna hit yet, but if thousands and thousands, millions of people are, are are dying from this this virus, right? Like, th- there's, uh, yeah, like there, there's not gonna be much room for complaining that you're that you're losing a million dollars. When you're already mm-hmm. a billionaire. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind the idea of like a 32 team tour. I mean, you get 30 teams. Make two. Th- I think the Lakers and Bucks pretty clearly deserve buys, but like you could do it. Like, just put everyone in a tournament. Just get crazy. I mean, you can just say like this is not going to be like any NBA season we've ever seen before. Clearly, it already is is much much different. So, I mean, it might get to the point where you just have to throw all convention out the window, and you could probably you could probably make a lot of money through an event like that on its own just be just like new ways of doing it as opposed to trying to cram in the old traditional way into something like you said that goes into August because if, if the NBA season goes to August then like what happens to the next NBA season right you're just gonna <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. it's, I
0: mean like, it's does it stop right and it's funny that the the trial balloon or the idea was thrown out at the MIT Sloan conference last weekend by uh, the Hawks owner uh, about starting a season at Christmas Day or in mid-December and adjusting the NBA calendar. So, I mean, I can't imagine... There'd clearly need to be some kind of adjustments if the season goes in August because then you have, you know, free agency gets rescheduled. What happens to the draft? Like, what happens to the summer league get canceled entirely? Like, what does it happen in the fall? Like, there's so many other, you know, moving pieces at play here. I would but, say Summer League is done. Yeah, I mean, Summer League, I think that's probably one of the thing, think, safest things around. Right you can be like, that's just not going to not gonna happen this year because it's just not high. It's not a priority based on all the other, you know, things they'll have to manage. But the draft. Uh, right. Um, Yeah, so, but it is a situation where, yeah, maybe there are, if it does go to August, there are only going to be two teams playing that late. So while there would be, Maybe it'll just be like the preseason will be very short next year and the regular season will start a little late, but they'll keep that same calendar. Um, but I can't imagine, you know, there's going to be have to be tweaking going into next year, you know, based on if things go into that late, I feel like.
1: Yeah. Some, some love to Kevin Love for, uh, for stepping up with yeah. $100,000. Giannis too.
0: Just oh, yeah. For Milwaukee, yeah. Uh, I think that came out this afternoon. Um and it's you know, I mean it's popping up more and more other arenas. I don't think the T D garden has I think the Bruins own you know, the Bruins obviously own the garden and have I think are responsible for paying the workers there, so I'm not sure how directly involved the subdivision can be on that front. In that um, case
1: I feel bad for the workers.
0: I know, right? That's not is that like still J- the Jacobs family? Yeah, it's still the yeah. Jacobs family. Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> that sucks. That is terrible. Um, Yeah, so that's... But it is good to see more and more, you know, both players and, you know, organizations already make a, a commitment to taking care of the the arena workers, the hourly workers that are clearly going to have to take a, a big hit from this. Um, and, I, I mean, it's going to be... The effects are going to be, you know, far beyond the industry but it's it's nice to see people that can take care of people on that front
1: uh step up and do it i saw there yeah. was some something in the cba and I, I said it's very unlikely that it could happen but the nba players could be at risk of maybe not getting paid is that correct uh yes i
0: think uh what would you put on this today there is a clause in there where um let's see what this is called but it's essentially yeah exactly i good job mike <laughs> um yeah there is if like world disasters epidemic or natural disaster if something that comes up and games can't be played uh owners do have the option of taking away you know one pretty much one percent of each player's salary for every game missed um so there's t- roughly 20 games left in the regular season um, so that could come into play. But we're just reporting that hasn't really come up yet. So they're clearly – everyone hopes that, you know, they still can finish out at least a portion of the regular season, obviously, no matter if it goes far into the summer.
2: Yeah. So why don't we – should we shift this towards the Celtics a little bit? Yeah. Um, so I guess we should discuss two different scenarios – uh, one, if the season does come back, how it impacts the Celtics. And if the season does not come back, how does it impact the Celtics? So I guess we'll start with the optimistic slant. Um, if the season does come back, let's say, on that timeline you were referring to, B-Rob, would you say, like, mid-May? Yeah. Um, and just for the sake of argument, we'll say that there are uh, some pseudo exhibition games warm-up games or whatever uh but the standings are the same and uh the playoffs if the celtics are obviously going to be in the playoffs just how would this impact them you know that we talked before we went on air about their their health as a team physically and kemba walker's knee like how beneficial would something like that be to the basketball team
1: rich what do you think well I mean it's it's beneficial to to all the teams you would imagine right so it's like are do the, would the Celtics benefit more than the Sixers or like I don't know someone said the other day what if like somehow uh, Durant and Kyrie are able are able to come back if this if the if they're playing over the summer um, I mean obviously Kemba I, I needed needed the rest I mean that was something it's it's just so wild to even talk about right now just how how deep into it we were and how 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 serious it all was and now it's just so insignificant but um yeah i mean kemba needed the rest clearly i think one one thing that uh i saw somewhere on twitter too is just all the teams that that gave up a little bit of their future to to get to you know for the short term short term you know what i mean like playing for this year and everyone everyone we were, we were saying Celtics should, should trade one of their first round picks or two of their first round picks for picks for bertans right like how's that how's that going to work do we have any idea? Are those teams just shit out of luck?
0: Yeah, I mean, if if the season is canceled, then yeah, I, I can't imagine they're going to go back and, you know, redo the tough. trade deadline. Yeah, just like, <laughs> sorry. Like, a lot of the life is unfair on this front, and that would be one of them. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as teams, you know, that would be positively impacted by just having a month or two of rest, I think the Celtics have to be in the top of the list. Not even based off of Kemba, um, who clearly has not been himself as he's just trying to work himself back. He has been saying the knee's feeling better, but there's no question, like, when you're when he's been playing since the World Cup back in August, like having essentially not a full off season here, but it might be close to like two months full of rest, like that that can't hurt at all when you're dealing with a knee with his conditions and you know, any hamstring injury, Jalen Brown, like that's gonna he's gonna get all the rest he needs. Hayward has been playing a heavy minutes load on you know a, a, a foot with uh, an ankle that is surgery repaired like getting extra rest there can't hurt either so when you just look at them that compared to other contenders around the league and where they were at like beyond the Sixers I feel like the Celtics
1: stand to benefit more than anyone from from at least from just the rest standpoint the Sixers could fire Brett Brown and just have a whole new coach come in and have his whole game plan set up have two months of practices because the teams are allowed to practice, right? I they're not allowed they're, to practice together.
0: Not yet, but I bet you that changes. I think, like, while teams are on quarantine right now, um, which are a few, I, I can't imagine the NBA greenlining anyone being able to practice together, for, just for obviously for fairness and then just to, you know, keep the risk down. But at some point, like, I, I bet that they'll get the green light to practice and in groups again and you would then...
2: basically yeah you'd basically just have to take everybody's temperature on a daily basis right you'd have to monitor and, it um before every practice um because obviously these guys don't live at the practice facility they go home and uh, assume that there are points where they're interacting with other human beings so it's just like i was just
1: thinking about that too yeah you're constantly
2: at risk so uh yeah um i mean i know for now like I read in a report about the Lakers and how they're dealing with it and it's basically one player in one player out you have to communicate with the team if you want to go to the practice facility and they tell you when to come in to make sure that there are no other players already there which is it's just like I can't even believe I said that out loud it's it's so weird
1: it's so bizarre I like I'm just imagining like I mean maybe LeBron has his own facility but like can't imagine like like any like y- any other player besides lebron or ad trying to get in there I'm like no sorry lebron's in there right now <laughs> right he's not going to step aside for that he hasn't i haven't heard anything from him yet has he posted or or, or made any comments since he this sent all a played tweet out? yeah he, he did.
2: tweeted something something generic fine i guess like while we're talking about this rich you were right the lakers aren't gonna make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: uh, did we bet on that there uh, yeah, was there was cash, there a cash those
2: bets. Um, uh, what... I think there was a force majeure uh, clause <laughs> in that bet. Um we got to we got to double check with our, our lawyers. That's a really that's contract. a really good yeah. point.
1: Um and I wonder all those like all those future bets, right? All the win total bets, all the all that money and I know obviously like there are clauses in all of it. It'll just go back into people's accounts and I guess, you know, but in Vegas you got to you got to put money up front to uh, to get your ticket. You know, if you made if you made those bets in person um it's just just again like that's it's <laughs> the least of our worries right now how people are going to cash in their future bets on nba teams but <laughs> yes. uh it's just uh, just a part of the the wacky reality that that we are living in right now and let's just hope uh let's just hope every week that and i don't know how often we'll we'll, we'll get together and, and have these podcasts it'd be it'd be nice as as new things come up to keep some semblance of of normalcy around it but um you know hopefully we'll still be able to laugh a little bit. And I know there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of of people going through shit right now, and it's really only the beginning of it. But uh, hopefully somehow we can contain this thing a little bit better than it seems that we will. Maybe learn a lesson from from Italy and and everywhere else. The fact that they did come first, you know, I guess just just give us a little bit of a heads up. But let's just hope for the best.
2: Uh, Speaking of hoping for the best, I guess now we should discuss real quick what would happen if the season was lost? Just what, just, I
0: know this is really trivial and fruitless, but Uh, yeah, I mean, this is the, anything we talk about in this podcast. Yes, that is true. We don't have to do that every time, but yeah, yeah. Um, Except for my Lakers prediction. Yes. I mean, that's the 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 important things. Um,
2: If the season were canceled, like what, what would the Celtics be like losing? Do you guys think? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, I'll just kick this off, like watching Jason Tatum in the playoffs which is like one of the number one things that I, as a basketball fan and observer, was really looking forward to. I wanted to see what he would do, and if he could lead the Celtics to, um, or just how he would look in a playoff series against like the Bucks potentially or the Raptors. Would he be by far, or uh, would he be the best player in one of those series? Or um, so that's just like a little. That's like not, I guess, not a little one, but that's a subplot within a series that I personally was looking forward to. And if we can't get it, then that's just like a, a, a very small bummer, but a bummer nonetheless.
0: Yeah, no question. I think that's the, for all the things on the, this other landscape. having a, a guy turning into a top, you know, 15 player in his third year on his rookie deal, like to have that, you know, window of opportunity taken away with the talent he has around him right now, like that's, that'd be a shame. And it would be, uh, it would be, uh, clearly a missed opportunity, f- um, for his development. And to see what, like you said, the, the, the ascent that we've seen in the last couple of months has been, you know, probably one of the best in season, ascents we've seen, um, for years across the league. So, uh, that would be tough for the Celtics to lose. And I guess, I guess from a big picture standpoint, rich, the, the, if do the Celtics do lose this season though, like pretty much everyone is supposed to be back next year. And so I guess that's, you know, not like, you know, you don't have to worry about losing the continuity of, uh, you know, a group this year that is overachieved for much of the season and has kind of defied expectations despite dealing with a multitude of injuries.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you if you like, how it might affect Gordon's future if you think in, in any way.
0: I would have to think more than ever, given the the loss of revenue that this is definitely going to provide. Like he's, I'd say he's anyone who has a big player option for next year is opting in. Yeah, yeah. like because the, the market, like, the salary cap's probably going down, but that number is set in stone. So like he's, you can probably feel better than ever that Hayward will be
1: planning to be a Celtic next year it's going to be weird in a couple years when like 50 year old Chris Paul is making twice the max money I mean it is the fact that
2: teams they prepare they try to prepare as best they can years out with their spreadsheets and the salary cap was clearly rising every year not as much as it did during that tv bump year and I guess there will be another tv bump year potentially when the contract negotiations come up here and these networks are uh, negotiating with each other and with you know there's going to be bidders like amazon and whoever else potentially jumping into the fray but if it drops significantly which it could i just think that that's a whole different can of worms that we're not even prepared to discuss right now but that could really change the landscape of the league in a lot of ways
0: yeah it's it's gonna be fascinating i mean you know you just you saw like the what the situation in China already had. Um, you know, not virus related, but obviously the the Daramore treat and the the backlash that they the NBA got from that, um, out there that already had a cost, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. So I think no one knows what the underlying impact on this, but it's I mean it's already evident that like, you know, millions and probably billions of dollars are gonna be are have just dissipated in the last few weeks on top of everything else that this virus is, you know, impacting and that's, and no one can really project what that's going to do to the money and everything as far as the NBA scope goes.
2: I mean, even outside basketball, like the economy is potentially going to go in a recession. Like that's disposable income like that and the NBA, you know, merchandise, all of this is in the BRI and ticket sales and, like the the NBA d- depends on fans spending money on the NBA, so uh,
0: not a great time all the way around. Oh, and it is. It's going to be very. It's already super tenuous for a number of reasons. But that's. It's not just the NBA. It's like every single industry, every like enter, sports and entertainment anywhere. Like, those are the same questions that they're going to have to answer, um, as the the world kind of faces this.
1: Yep. So everyone, stay safe. Don't be an idiot. You
0: know,
1: Worst you're, not immune. You're, you're not immune. I don't care who you are. You're not immune to this. It's the Even winning play. What's that?
0: The winning plays way. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, make, yeah. A, winning play. make a winning play. Wash your hands.
2: Mm-hmm. Purell. Social awareness or distancing or whatever. Stay away from people. um Take care of your, your
0: parents. Take care of your parents. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Inform those around you to do the same as you are doing if you are being smart
1: that would be wonderful if you happen um, to be the subject of a press conference do not touch the microphones and mm. the recorders of the people who are interviewing you yes I, mean, I can't stress that enough do not do that especially if you might come down with corona in the next day or so um and yeah it's let's beat this thing let's
0: beat it we got to we do it but well we i guess thankfully for our podcast record remotely anyway so this won't keep us from you know trying to provide a distraction for you guys in the coming weeks like rich said um we'll get together when the opportunity presents itself but uh in the meantime uh take care of yourselves and we'll talk to you all soon hopefully